Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a lot to get to. We've got a jam-packed show, um, a ton of stuff in the recruiting world, um, obviously some commitments to go over with in Curtis Neal and Avion Jones, but also a four-star big recruit get in offensive lineman Joe Bruner. Uh, of course, the top player in the state of Wisconsin announced his commitment today. That's why the podcast came out a little later because we were thinking he was going to announce Wisconsin, and we wanted to wait uh, and release the podcast just in case to make sure we should cover that, because that's, of course, some huge news, not only for himself, but possibly some ripple effects throughout the rest of the in-state talent in this class. After that, we'll talk about some other commits um, that have announced some dates for when they'll be making their decision. If Wisconsin continues on a hot streak, we'll certainly be able to cover it with some of those guys. Then we've got some quick-hitting news at the end. So we've got a ton of get, uh, a little bit to get to in, in every sport. We've got some basketball, some hockey, some uh, you know, Jonathan Davis news. We've got some other Wisconsin basketball news. So it's a full episode for sure and uh, should be a lot of fun. Before that, though, we've got to talk to you about our new sponsor in Home Field Apparel. Now, guys, I don't know if you're familiar with them already, but if you're not, you are certainly missing out on some of the softest and most high-quality collegiate apparel out there. Um, they're independent brand out of Indianapolis, incredibly comfortable, officials, officially licensed apparel with vintage college design. Homefield is in the middle of a big new Saturday season two where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for 16 weeks straight. And this week they'll be dropping their Wisconsin launch. Uh, Homefield uh, digs through the archives and history for your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Like I said, the Wisconsin Badger launch will be at noon this upcoming Saturday. I have to say, guys, before they were a sponsor of this podcast, I've been a huge fan of Home Field. I, I was going through my closet today. I think I've got four different sweatshirts, four different crewnecks, and a couple T-shirts, all incredibly comfortable. During COVID, during quarantine, I think I was throwing on a, a Home Field sweatshirt and a pair of joggers, and that was kind of my work outfit when I was working from home. So um, I, I really love the brand. I think you guys will love the Wisconsin design. So make sure to check that out. Promo code to get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield. Use B5Q at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Again, promo code to get 15% off B5Q at homefieldapparel.com. Make sure to check that out. Big new Saturday this weekend at noon. Obviously, we're really excited about this um, you know, development. We've been waiting with bated breath to see when Wisconsin would finally drop with Homefield. And uh, it's finally here. Matt, I don't know. You got any home field in your closet already, or are you just excited for this new drop and, and worried about the credit card bill that's going to be coming? Oh, the credit card bill is going to be coming in a major way. Um, but I actually just got uh, two shirts today, um, kind of the pre-release here for for us getting ready here. Um, I already got to see two of the different shirts that are going to be on the site available for Badger fans, and I think Folks will love it. Um, I know Tyler is not lying. Super soft, um, amazing designs. Uh, I, I love seeing all the different creations that they come up with for 
for different schools across the country. But really, now that they have Wisconsin, I think it takes it to the next level. And I know I'm extremely pumped to see kind of what some of those sweatshirts look like and some of their other offerings because they, they just knock everything out the park. Yeah, they really do. I mean, the last few weeks, I believe last week was Texas A&M, the week before that, Texas, and then LSU before that. So they're coming out with some heaters in the season two of uh, Big News Saturday. So make sure to check that out over at homefieldapparel.com. You guys will not be disappointed when you get your first home field sweatshirt or T-shirt and put it on and just feel how buttery soft. You'll never want to take it off. All right, now that we've raved, ranted and raved about our favorite T-shirt <laughs> company, let's get into some Badger news because we got a lot to get to in the recruiting world. Um, three more commitments. Wisconsin football just remains on a heater right now. Um, some big commits in each of these three guys. We'll start um, from the oldest one because we haven't talked about Curtis Neal quite yet. Um, we did last week. We talked about his upcoming decision, but it did end up going the Badgers' way. I know he announced it a little bit earlier than we were expecting. Um, but either way, big get for the Badgers. Chose Wisconsin over Ohio State. Um, had other offers from Bama, Georgia, LSU. So this was a highly sought-after kid that the Badgers were able to compete with, and of course, end up getting a commitment from him. I, I think it's huge that they went up against some of these big schools in a place like North Carolina, um, and in a, at a position that Wisconsin sometimes has struggled to compete with um, a lot of the big boys. So I think he's a great get. He's going to bring a lot of big things to Wisconsin. But what did you make of Curtis Neal and his commitment? Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a big commitment. Um, you know, and, and really these, these last three, I think when you're looking at just uh, ratings and, and kind of what they could bring are, are three of the most impactful commits they've gotten this entire cycle. But I think Neil is is a nice foundational piece for the defensive line. You look at it, he's got that pipeline to North Carolina with with his high school. But but really, you look at 300 pounder, six foot two, low low base. I think he's going to fit perfectly in at that nose tackle position. Um, he's really disruptive in the interior. He's really quick. Um, and he's strong, and he uses that low base to his advantage. Um, he was having surgery today uh, for for a knee injury, so we'll see kind of how his progression goes um, and, and how that forces him maybe to miss some time in the fall. But really, really nice, smart kid. Um, and, and talking with him, uh, he, he kind of hinted to us early um, that he was going to be committing with, via Instagram. Um, but he, he's a kid that they really were after for a long time. I think um, Ross Kalaji is it's, it's going to fit really nicely with him. When you think of what Ross was as a, a badger, it's, it's a really nice mesh point there between the two of them. So I think um, this was a home run get for the Badgers, and I think fans should be really excited about what Curtis Neal is, is going to be able to do um, for the Badgers because he, he was wanted by a lot of schools. And I know that that knee injury might have, uh, you know, sh- shook a few off, but at the same time, this, this really was something where it was down to Wisconsin or Ohio state. Um, and, and the Badgers went out, which is, which is tremendous for the, for Wisconsin. Yeah. Anytime it, uh, it doesn't matter, um, you know, who you're going against, but if you can really knock out Ohio state and, and win a player like that, that's, that's always a good thing. He's, he's he's a really talented kid. I mean, it's nice that Wisconsin continues to find you know that pipeline with William Amos High School. You know, now the, would be the you know third player to land from there in the, with Geo Pie as the Devin Chandler 
Um, so really a, a big get. You know, it wasn't just a couple schools, you know, like Wisconsin, Ohio State. There were schools from all over the country, like I said earlier, you know, and it's a position that Wisconsin traditionally, you expect Wisconsin to compete with, you know, those big schools in, you know, in-state talent or offensive linemen, you know, someplace like that. But Wisconsin hasn't always had the really strong development at uh, defensive line in terms of recruiting. So to get better at that position is, is certainly part of the position coaches and them, you know, excelling there. But also it's just a matter of that Wisconsin is really doing their due diligence, getting to some of these guys early and, and making an impact. So the fact that Wisconsin beat out a, a team like Ohio State for a player like this, I know you mentioned the injury, which is a big part, but if you can, if he can bounce back and, and come back to the player that he was that you can see on the tape, you're, you're getting a kid that is, is really physical, really strong, and, and definitely seems like a guy that's going to bring an energy to the Wisconsin football locker room. Um, certainly a guy with a lot of personality and seems like he'll be a great fit for the Badgers. So I can't wait to see what he can bring uh, to this Wisconsin football team. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned he popped a little earlier than expected. He was supposed to be announcing, um, and, and he just kind of bumped it up, made an earlier commitment, which, which went the Badgers' way, and that was huge. Uh, another commitment that just kind of came in was, was Avion Jones out of South Lake Carroll, one of the top schools um, really in the country when you look at uh, high school football down there in Texas. And he decommitted from Oklahoma State, now a Badger. Um, what do you make of that commitment? Because I'm, I'm also pretty jazzed about that one. Yeah, I think that one's another one. We talked a little bit about it last week with uh, Tommy McIntosh maybe being a guy that is, is underrated in terms of stars and it could be a guy that um, maybe plays beyond that, that three-star mark. And I think Avion Jones got a chance to, to really do that. Coming from a place in South Lake Carroll that is, is one of the top you know, high school programs in the country, really competitive, um, you know, high school football down there. So anytime you can get a kid playing at that high of a level um, to come to your school is 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 always a plus. And I think to to get him to, of course, ended up was originally committed to Oklahoma State, decommitted, and now ends up a Badger is is really uh, important for Wisconsin. We've talked a lot about the cornerback room and and which guys they were going to end up landing, how many they were going to get. And right now, they're doing really well. I think Avion Jones, in terms of yeah, as a player, is really fun to watch, can do a little bit of everything. Um, I like seeing the way, in terms of coverage, he could move around the field, do a couple different things, You know, be in the slot, be on the outside. So he's very versatile. Wisconsin likes those guys that can play multiple positions, but you also want to be able to use have a guy in the secondary that, that can move around a little bit. So... I think it's a huge get, um, and, and really uh, coming from a player from a, such a good football factory, um, Wisconsin's got to love this commitment, and it only bolsters that cornerback room, which will need some replenishment after this year with some of these other guys, you know, of course, getting older and graduating. Yeah, I mean, if, if you throw on his tape, he, he reminds me so much of Rashad Wild Goose, mm-hmm. um, is, is the guy that comes to mind, both about the same size, that 5'11", 190, 200 pounds, come from a really good high school. I mean, uh, Wild Goose came from Northeastern or Northwestern down there in Miami. Um, Jones coming from uh, a school that just pumps out D1 prospects year in and year out, including Twin Ewers, who's going to be going to Ohio State, number one wide uh, quarterback in the class of 2023. But you look at the offer lists that um, he has. Cal, Colorado, Oklahoma State, Arizona, Arkansas, Houston, Kansas State, Louisville, Mississippi State, Northwestern, Tennessee, Texas Tech, 
I mean, those are some pretty good schools there, Virginia, Washington State. He had options to stay closer to home. He had options to play in the Pac-12, Pac ended up going with, with the Badgers, and I think it's a huge commitment. Wild Goose had that ability to come up and make tackles, play either safety, cornerback, or that nickel spot, and I think they're going to use um, Jones in a, in a similar fashion. Um, he, he's a kid who, when you put the film on, he can get after the ball, but it really it jumps out as his physicality, his ability to come up and hit, his willingness to tackle. So I think the Badgers got a really talented player with Jones, and I think that they're going to be able to bounce him around the field as needed based off of scholarship numbers. So I think it makes sense now um, that you could see an extra cornerback still coming in. I know they're in on a couple different guys, uh, Coley, um, Mons, a couple different guys that have been on official visits. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep looking at other cornerbacks as well. But really, I think that Jones is is the type of player has good size that could that could help. He's got nice hit movement. I think I think this was a big get for the Badgers, regardless of what that rating looks like. Um, I think this is one where you can look at and you're like, this is a good get for the Badgers, and it's a really good fit for what Wisconsin does defensively. Yeah, really good fit. I think it's a great point and, and something that um, you can move around, see how he develops, and 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 have a you know that they, we talk about all the time having that outside corner, also that nickel corner that can come up and, and make plays really important. So I think he's he's certainly a good get to get in there and, and work under the minds of, of Hank Poteet and Jim Leonard. Will will certainly be a, a interesting situation to watch, and I'm excited to see what this cornerback room and how it kind of develops with some of these other guys now that. They've landed two. You know, how it shakes out with the rest of them is certainly going to be fascinating. And, you know, this last week or so, we've talked about these these three-star kids that are, are obviously great, and Wisconsin's been on a heater, but we were waiting for the big names to start, you know, quote-unquote big names, the four-star kids, the in-state talent. And the first domino uh, in that fell in offensive lineman Joe Bruner, which was the latest pickup announced. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so it was announced today. If you listen to it later... Um, it was announced Tuesday afternoon that he would be staying in the state, the number one player in the state of Wisconsin. So once again, Wisconsin keeping the walls up, not letting these in-state players get out, which is huge, especially when you're talking about a kid that stands at six foot six, three hundred pounds. Um, you know, competing with schools like Ohio State, and Notre Dame, um, out of Whitefish Bay. So I, I think everyone, if you listen to this and pay attention to recruiting, you know this name, you know how big of a get it is. But Matt. What did you make of that uh, commitment by him, and just how big is it for Wisconsin to land a player of his caliber? I think this is maybe the biggest get that they've gotten. Um, to get one of the big um, recruits from within the state and, and keep that, that wall intact I think is really important because it now kind of could lead to some domino action for some of the other kids. To, to pull the trigger and end up with the Badgers as well. I mean, he's a really talented player, top 100 prospect, had offers from, I mean, if you want to know the list, Notre Dame, Ohio State were his, his other two teams that he was really highly considering. But then you've got offers from Arizona State, Cal, Florida State, Illinois, Iowa, Iowa State, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Nebraska, Northwestern, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee. I mean, he had a really, really good list. And, and I think that speaks to the talent level and the development that the state of Wisconsin has had along the offensive line, that people have seen what Wisconsin's been doing with guys like like Brunner who have come in and, and just set the world on fire, end up being really talented players in college. Um, I think it's helpful that he, he comes from that Milwaukee area that could help them out with recruiting that, that region a little bit more. We saw 
um, Jerry Cross end up elsewhere. Um, this can, can hopefully kind of help them out with some of that. Um, but really, I think this is going to start a chain reaction potentially for some of the other in-state kids, and it just sets up um, a further dominating effort from Joe Rudolph with that um, with that offensive line tradition and that core group moving forward because he, he's a kid who's probably going to end up at tackle, but he could play guard. Eventually some of these guys, the way that they're bringing in offensive linemen, are going to have to push inside. I think if they get Hinsman and Schroff, they'll both be inside guys and Brunner can stay outside. But, man, what a huge get, mostly because – of what he can do on the football field at, at that tackle spot. He is very, very good high school player, and, and the tape doesn't lie. If you look at it, he's a mauler, and I think that he fits really nicely with what Wisconsin does with their run-first mentality and how he can get downhill. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned the high school tape because when you put it on, he just seems so much stronger and, and just going after and, and knocking over defenders. It almost looks unfair when you compare him to some of the guys that he's playing against, but – uh, what a luxury to have for the Wisconsin football offensive line room to, to have so many four- and five-star kids that they're going to have to find a spot for. And, of course, now we're getting into kind of year three of, of some of these big, you know, star guys coming in. It's 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 you got to tip your cat to Joe Rudolph. I know last year and last season he's got he got a little flack for the offense, how it was looking, but when you judge him based on recruiting the offensive line room and, and making sure that room – keeps this in-state talent at Wisconsin, I think you got to look at him and say, you know, he's done a phenomenal job there to, to get some of these guys because it's no – Ohio State, once again, no slouch. Notre Dame, no slouch. You listed off every other offer that he had. All those are big-time programs that, you know, if he wanted to go there, could certainly go to, but he decided to stay home. And I think it just continues to show that Wisconsin has that pipeline of in-state talent, but they're winning the battles of, you know, these offensive linemen. So – it's, it's a huge get and really starts to make this 2022 class start to pack a punch. I mean, that's the first domino. We'll talk about it here in a second, how that might affect the rest of them. Um, but, yeah, just a, a huge land for Wisconsin, and it really allows that class to, to start taking shape um, with some of these big names. And, honestly, he is he represents the eighth, fourth, or fifth-star kid that they've gotten in the last four classes. That's absurd for Wisconsin recruiting effort on that offensive line. There's a possibility of two more coming from just within the state here. So you could have ten um, four- or five-star kids in the last four classes. That's an entire two deep um, that you can be rolling out there with only four- and five-stars, which is phenomenally strong and can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the country at offensive line, which is what you need. Uh, things are built in the trenches in with Wisconsin and and um, uh, just popping through Twitter, there was a Badger signal that just went out by Ethan Weinstein. Um, so the Badgers got another commitment just now. We'll see if something pops tonight or if it's going to be um, tomorrow when we're going to talk a little bit about who's committing tomorrow uh, in a second. Oh man, this regret just keeps going and going, but uh, it's, that's always a good thing to have for Wisconsin. We knew it was going to take off fast and furious, and it's certainly. Uh, seeming to right now, but as we talk about some of these other state in-state guys, you know, we we're waiting for the first one to land. I think the first one, uh, and Joe Bruner being at Wisconsin, I think sets Wisconsin up really nicely. Where if he would have went elsewhere, I think maybe the panic button and alarms maybe would have started. The red flags would have started to go up, saying, "Hey, we lost out on an in-state lineman um, to another school. You know, how many of these guys are going to land?" But if they did end up with Wisconsin, I think you say. You got to feel good about maybe some of these other in-state guys, you know, of course, staying at home as well. 
what kind of ripple effect do you think that might have on some of these other big-name in-state kids? I honestly think they're going to make a clean sweep uh, at this point now. I think you look at um, – I think Ham has been a, a pretty firm Wisconsin lean for a while now. Hinsman, I think, is and Troth are a little bit more up in the air. I think if they they could potentially lose one of those guys um, if things go sideways, but I still think that the Badgers are in the driver's seat for both of them, which is crazy to think that um, Troth at one point seemed like a lock to go to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I, I know we had him on the podcast. He talked a lot about um, uh, not only Wisconsin but also uh, Notre Dame. He talked about the fact that he was really going to give everybody a close look and, and be open with that. I think the Badgers uh, are going to end up with with all three of those in-state guys. And I think if they do that, you're going to see the Badgers really catapult up the the rankings in terms of the team rankings, get back to around that spot where they were last year in in, in the top 25. And I, I think it's, it builds a really strong foundation for the Badgers to, to have their top targets, and, and it allows – you to have, okay, here's a bunch of four stars that can go out and start recruiting some of the guys that are at the top of their board that are uncommitted um, and, and really push for their services because there's going to be new names that are going to pop up over the summer, but but really they're they're just doing really well with these guys that have took official visits in, in June, and I think that's going to continue over the next few days. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think right now with, like I said, if you landed that first one, that makes you kind of feel good that you – have a really good shot to, to land some of the other ones. So yeah, let's hope that Wisconsin can sweep the board there and, and continue to land these in-state kids because they are so talented and would really allow this class to take that step up to in terms of rankings and, and where they wanted to be last year. Or, or you want to get back to that same point, possibly even finish higher. And right now, if they can land some of those guys, they're on track to, to continue that pace and, and see where they end up. But um, – in addition to those guys, there's some other commitment announcements that are scheduled. You mentioned the bat signal already kind of being out. Um, quarterback James Mons III is announcing his decision on July 4th. Wide receiver Vin- Vinny Anthony is re- announcing it um, tomorrow. If you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday, it would be today at noon. And then Felix, Hick- Felix Hickson is July 5th. So we've talked about it a-, a lot already with James Mons being the cornerback, Felix Hickson being a defensive lineman. We've talked a lot about those rooms, how they might shake out. I still think Wisconsin's in a good spot with all three of these guys. Maybe one, um, maybe not as feeling as strong, but I still think Wisconsin's got a pretty good shot with all three of those. So what do you make of these commitments also coming down the pipe here soon? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly would be shocked if Vinny Anthony isn't a Badger by tomorrow at noon. Um, but I think it's going to be more of a long shot with Mons and Hickson. Both kids who took official visits, I think it's encouraging that Mons is, t- is announcing directly after his Wisconsin visit that could have shifted the momentum in his recruitment maybe. He, he's he been a lean towards Nebraska where his uncle played. Maybe the Badgers shook things up there and, and got involved. I think, once again, you're looking at those how spots are tightening up in this class. It's not supposed to be a big group. I, I think both um, Hickson and Mons, if they're trying to be Badgers, this is obviously the time where they'd have to do it soon so that they can make sure that they would fit in. But I, I still think that it's probably going to go elsewhere for Mons and Hickson. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if the Badgers pulled the upside and won over those recruitments um, at the, um, based off their official visits and everything. But, but I do feel really comfortable in saying that Vinny Anthony, I would be shocked if he went elsewhere. 
Yeah, that one seems like the the closest one to be a commitment to Wisconsin. The other two, you could see a situation where it could break the Badgers' way, and I think they they probably threw the best cards, and it's probably a, a close decision. But you look at the other defensive line spot, of course, being taken with Curtis Neal. You've got two cornerbacks already, so how does that shake out the rest of the room? Maybe it ends up where they, they land a guy like James Bond the third. I think they'd be happy to have him if he does. Uh, but landing a guy like Vinny Anthony, you know, one of the top wide receivers in the state of Kentucky, and, and considering some other schools would be great too. So uh, let's see you know, what kind of heater the Badgers continue to be on because right now it's seeming to all go Wisconsin's way. So I would not be shocked in, in any way, shape, or form if one of these guys or two of these guys, probably not all three, I won't go that far, but I would think you've got a really good shot at landing at least one and a pretty good fighting shot at one of the other two, depending on how things break. Yeah, and and let's be honest, with the new bat, the bat signal out there that um, that tweet that basically just says, "Hey, they got a commitment." There's a pretty good chance one of those three is the name that just that just came in, um, especially with Anthony committing tomorrow. Maybe he told the staff the day prior, let them know, but but we'll see. It could be something completely different, in which case we're going to have another jam-packed episode to be talking about later on this week. <laughs> the recruiting has allowed us to, to have plenty to talk about in, in a full show, um, no matter what, with, with all these ones. It seems like every time we get ready to, an outline ready to go, we, we got something to add because something's popping off. we got Commitment, the bat signal going out mid-show. It's it's a nice time to be a Badger fan right now. The heater is real, and uh, I hope it continues for sure. All right, want to get it to some of our other news? Yeah, we've got plenty to get to still um, on the news, and we'll start with the Graham Merch logo. We've talked a lot about NIL um, over these past few months with, with that whole new world entering into college sports. Graham Mertz announced a logo. Sounds like he might have some things in the work, maybe some merch, other things like that. It's cool to see these guys starting to get, I know Colin Wilder, you know, had a shirt out that he was working on as well. So it's cool to see these guys. It's been a long time coming for this NIL stuff to get going, but to finally be able to profit off it is certainly a big thing and will allow these guys to, to really take advantage of something that they should have probably been able to do a long time ago. But what do you make of the logo? I know it looks kind of like a superhero logo, but hopefully Graham Mertz you know, bounces back this year and turns into a said superhero. Yeah, I, I think I think really the the ability for him to really profit off his likeness is going to come down to how he plays this year um, because he has a lot of fanfare. He's um, just after that All Army All-American game coming in as a four-star kid you know, pushing five-star status coming out of high school. Um, I, I think now is the year to, to kind of live up to that hype. And if he does, uh, it makes it so that the logo, everything that he could be um, making money off of, his likeness makes a ton of sense, and he can definitely profit off of that. He's got a really huge uh, social media following. So um, there's there's some other companies out there that logo are fairly similar to his, so I I'm interested to see how that uh, kind of legalities kind of flow. But but really, I think it, it makes a ton of sense for him to do this. I, it's not going to be the first or, or, or the last across college football um, that are with these plans. There's going to be a lot of kids who are going to be getting that brand going. It, it go ties back to the university, you know, partnering with some different companies to get kids ready and to give them the information they need to help them out through this process. And it, and I think um, 
seeing a guy like Graham Mertz, if it does, his brand does succeed, for example, whether that be at the collegiate level or it really explodes when he gets to, say, the NFL, um, it, it definitely has an impact and helps on that recruiting as well because so many kids, that is going to be an impact in their choice. Um, it might not be the number one factor because if you're going to be a top kid, you're probably going to get um, notoriety and fanfare no matter where you go. But but I do think that Mertz um, being, having a very public persona, being able to work through some of these things should help, um, not only for the team in general and, and kind of adding some, you know, some swag, some different things to um, the way that UW is looked at on the football field, but also add um, kind of an extra, you know, a little extra ammo to the arsenal when it comes to recruiting. And so I think that overall it looks great. Uh, it, it is what it is in terms of the actual logo. I'm not going to be running out there and buying a T-shirt or something that's got that on it. But but I do understand why others would and um, support Graham. Yeah, it's awesome to see that these guys, again, are, are able to profit off something like that and have the opportunity uh, to take advantage of the situation that they're in that way. So kudos to them for, for going out there and, and making that happen early on with all this stuff, kind of just getting off the ground and venturing into some new territory. All right, moving on down, basketball, ACC Big Ten Challenge, Wisconsin draws Georgia Tech. Interesting matchup, of course, last year Georgia Tech, a, a tournament team. Um, I believe Moses Wright, one of their, their top scoring rebounder, is entering the NBA draft, so you won't get that um, test. He was a phenomenal player last year, but still a good test for a program that's rising, finished third in the ACC a season ago. Um, so with Wisconsin coming back and, and having a, a fairly young and inexperienced team, these type of tests are, are really good and will help them in, in terms of development. But what did you make of the Badgers' draw in the ACC Big Ten Challenge? I like it. I, th- I think it's a, a good a good game. This is a team that has been playing better. Um, and, and it, like you mentioned, um, it's kind of Spider-Man mean territory where both teams kind of try to muck up the games, um, play a, a very methodical style of basketball. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to watch. We, I mean, I remember back to Wisconsin-Virginia there a couple of years where it was really just kind of uh, tough to watch and kind of a grind. But um, we'll see in terms of what these teams look like. They're going to be very different than what they looked like last year. And so I think overall, great matchup. I'm excited to see Wisconsin be able to, to take on uh, a really talented team that once again should be fighting for a tournament berth come next year. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup for sure. And it'll be, like you said, a good test for Wisconsin to see how they match up and we'll see where they shake out. Um, as things move forward, but always uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge is always something I look forward to, and it's the, you don't get all the matchups all all the time, and, and you don't you know Georgia Tech and Wisconsin don't traditionally play unless you're maybe in a tournament or something like that. Um, so to get a team like that on the schedule is certainly beneficial. We'll see how the Badgers shake out. All right, moving on next, we got a little bit of hockey talk. Cole Caulfield, Ryan McDonough, both in the Stanley Cup Finals, so we are guaranteed to have a Badger rating or raising, I should say, Lord Stanley's Cup. What a run for Cole Caulfield. I know the NCAA tournament didn't go the way the Badgers planned, but he has went from, you know, the minor leagues um, with with the Canadians team and then now moving into, you know, being a, a top six forward to scoring goals in the uh, semifinals that way and now competing for a Stanley Cup. So what did you make of that? And, and how cool is it to see a Badger that is guaranteed to be bringing the Stanley Cup home? I think it's awesome. I, I'm really excited about 
this matchup, I think it's it's going to be fun. I mean, yeah, watching Caulfield just kind of explode and, and do so many nice things just at the ripe age of 20 in the league and, and playing meaningful mo- in meaningful moments, coming up with major plays is exciting. Um, but I'm also really exciting for, for McDonough just because you, you look at um, – he's a veteran. I mean, he's the same age as I am. Um, and, and I remember him playing with – with the Badgers at that time, and and, um, and so I, I think it would be really cool if he was able to to win it as well. So I think it's going to be fun. I, I think uh, it's it's one of those things where do you go for the the superstar young shot that's coming up, or do you go with the the guy who's kind of put in his time and and is uh, and and whatnot? Which way would you lean right now, based off of just the excitement factor? I well, I'm a little biased because I have a, a nice large uh, Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup future ticket that I did not think I'd have any shot of, and then all of a sudden they just started playing with their hair on fire. So I'm hoping Cole Caulfield can cash me in. I said uh, if they win this bet for me and, and cash that future ticket, I'll be a new owner of a Cole Caulfield jersey for sure. But um, it is cool to see either way it shakes out. But I'm I'm certainly on the Canadiens bandwagon. I know. Um, rooting for the Canadian team over the American team is is probably not the right thing, but uh, given this ticket that I'm looking at right now, I, I certainly would appreciate the Canadians uh, evening it up and, and hopefully making a run at winning it. <laughs> yeah, as you said, the almighty dollar there, probably yeah. not, so, not too shabby. Exactly, exactly. All right, our next piece of news, Jonathan Davis makes the USA U19 team, so really awesome that he gets to represent uh, the country, they'll play in the 2021 FIBA U19 World Cup from the July 3rd to July 11th in Latvia. So really fun to see him, um, of course, go and compete. But to make the team, I think, is even better. allows him to prolong his opportunities to get better. I think that's what you take from it. But he also be able to represent your country. It's got to feel pretty special for a, a guy like him. So what do you make of it? How big is it for his development to be able to go over there and play um, for these eight days, it's monumental. I mean, it's 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 anytime you can put yourself in a position to compete and get better against really really talented players um, and, and really just experience go through this entire experience. I think it's huge. Um, I think it definitely gives him a, a higher chance of possibly leaving early to make waves in the NBA and have an opportunity there. But but really, in terms of how it helps Wisconsin, it's brand recognition, it's it's just another feather in his cap, as well as the, the UW's cap that they can use on the recruiting trail, which we know they'll need based off of some of the stuff that's been going on in the, the news. But but really, overall, it's huge for him personally. It's such a cool honor for him. Um, you have to be excited for um, what he could bring to that team, and and hopefully he gets some some major minutes um, and, and is able to contribute in a meaningful way while he's there. Yeah, make sure to keep an eye on that if you're a Wisconsin basketball fan. It'll be awesome to see him competing in that FIBA World Cup. Um, certainly exciting news to be able to represent your country. I know uh, the Olympics getting ready, and now the FIBA World Cup for some of these guys getting ready as well. Should be a fun time, fun thing to keep an eye on. More basketball news now. Kobe King has announced he will be attending Valparaiso next season for basketball. Kind of a you know a, a strange path for him, of course, since things ended at Wisconsin, but it's going to be back um, at Valpo now, playing with Trevor Anderson. So, what did you make of his announcement to, to end up there, and how good is it to see? I know now that. 
some of this stuff is kind of shaken out. You, you kind of understand the situation with Kobe King a little bit more, and I know there's some other things that went on with him, but it's it's nice to see that he's going to be back you know, competing at a, a fairly competitive college in Valpo. So what do you make of that announcement and his decision? I'm happy that he found a home. Um, obviously, the the shift to Nebraska did not work um, after his initial transfer. Um, he's been dealing with some personal stuff, so I, I'm I'm excited for him to have an opportunity to continue to play. Um, I, I think you know Valparaiso is getting some some talented kids that should help them be competitive this year, especially if King comes in in good shape and and can knock off some of the rust of not being able not playing for an entire year. But but overall, I think it, you just have to be happy for him to, to be able to move on. I know that there's um, a lot that went on during his time with UW. He was a really talented kid, though, and I think that should help when he's he's off there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I know now that the dust has settled. I know there was some it was uh, you know some people were not happy with the decision and, and the way things shook out, but. For him to find a new home and hopefully find some new footing, you know, you've seen that he's a very talented basketball player. Uh, so hopefully he can find his his rhythm once again and and bounce back to the player that he can become. Like you said, Valpo's got some talented guys, former Badgers that will hopefully go on to strong careers at uh, at their next spot and find a home. All right, our last piece of news: there's some uh, visits and some offers going out for basketball. Um, one in Austin Thomas, Jaden Shute with his visit. Interesting, I think interesting offers uh, for Wisconsin, of course, with uh, Asa Thomas, a guy that uh, got a lanky frame a little bit, but a guy that can certainly shoot in, in something. You know, we've talked a lot about Wisconsin bigs, um, maybe need some other guys that can extend a little bit, but he still stands at, you know, 6'6", 185. So where he ends up is, is going to be interesting in terms of his development, but certainly an interesting offer for the Badgers as a player that is, is starting to take off in terms of recruiting. What did you make of those both of those pieces of news? I think it was important to get shut on campus. Um, we'll see if they can get him back on campus later on for an official visit. Um, but but really, he's got a strong offer list. Wisconsin's you know trying to to maneuver their way into that into that list and really try to to make waves and shake things up. I still think he ends up at Michigan State, um, but. Really good shooter would help them out as from that shooting guard position, and then Thomas, his his offer list is blowing up. Um, he seems to be adding offers by the day. Uh, Sharif Chambliss jumping in and starting off that offer, and, and hopefully building a good relationship there should help. Um, but but really, um, he, he's a kid that it's he's Lake Forest. It's kind of a pipeline to Northwestern when it's right there. But um, maybe the Badgers can can get into that battle as well. I, I think just Wisconsin has needed shooters the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. When you've looked at it, that's been a, one of their Achilles heels is, is just that they have had times where they haven't been able to shoot the ball at a high enough clip, um, specifically from three. They're, they were just not consistent enough. Bringing in either of these guys, if they were able to do it in that class of 22, which we haven't seen anybody come in yet, which which I think fans are, are probably um, you know seeing the way that the bas- or the football team's recruiting and hoping that the basketball team can get it going. But I think that if they could bring in either of these guys, that would definitely add an added dimension to the the roster that they don't necessarily have in in a prolific shooter. Um, and and help them out because you you do want a guy that can come off screens, a guy who can can you can draw plays for and hit on threes when you need him and, and and stretch the defense. So I think both guys would be huge. 
I, I'm not overly optimistic for either player, but it's great that they got them on visits, that they have offers out to them, and, and now it's just a matter of trying to keep chipping away at the competition and see if you can end up winning. Yeah, I think that's an important point to, to make, and we'll see how Wisconsin shakes out there for sure. All right, guys, that wraps up our news segment and wraps up the episode. As always, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, remember our ad at the beginning. Go check out Home Field Apparel. Uh, get 15% off your first order with promo code B5Q. I want to make sure you guys check out that. I don't want you to miss out on these super soft T-shirts and super soft sweatshirts with Wisconsin dropping on Saturday. As always, guys, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.